Let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is not like any other conference out there. This is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors, teaching you how to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors. And because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RubeCon pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RubeCon pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your pass. Go to RubeCon.com, R-E-W-B-C, com and use the promo code SU20 or SU20 to get 20% off of your Rubicon pass. Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed show. My name is Dustin Heiner and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job. And today I bring on an expert who has multiple websites and expressly ones that create recipes so that people can make dinners for themselves at a budget, but she has a fantastic business model, multiple sites, bringing in multiple streams of income. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We've already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence so you will never work for someone else again. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on, guys? Now, I got to share with you what I've been working on. Last week, I talked about it a little bit, and today I'm telling you even more. Now, I have been working on a real estate investor conference. And if you listened to last week's episode, where I talked with PT from FinCon, who started a fantastic conference. In fact, that's the reason why I have the Success with Unemployed show. I actually went to his conference back in 2017. Fast forward now, have a, I have three podcasts, have this podcast and online businesses. And because of that, I realize that conferences are fantastic. Now, I love investing in real estate. And I know a lot of people, a lot of influencers, people who have their own podcasts, YouTube channel, all these great investors that help other people. I know lots of people. And I thought, man, I could create a conference where we all bring our own audiences together, have one huge meetup where all these influencers, all these audiences get together, learn from each other. All these influencers are going to be teaching as well as I'm going to be there teaching as well. But we're going to be networking, building a fantastic community of other investors. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be called the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And it will be RubeCon for short. And if you want to check it out, go to rewbcon.com. All the, basically everything's abbreviated, rewbcon.com, or you can check the link in the description as well. But if you want to go, I want you to be here. It's going to be in Phoenix, March 10th through the 12th of 2022, where we're going to be all getting together in downtown 
Renaissance Phoenix Hotel. It's a fantastic hotel. And what's crazy, I literally have signed a contract for $100,000. So if everything goes wrong and nobody shows up, I'm literally going to be paying $100,000. But oh, well, this is going to be an event for you guys to get together with all of us other investors, other investors that have been on this show, the Successful Unemployed show before as well. They're going to be there as well. So I want you to be there. And I'm going to give you a fantastic discount for the conference get $50 off if you use the promo code Dustin. So go and get your ticket and use the promo code Dustin to get $50 off. Plus, I even have a fantastic deal with the hotel getting you literally a huge discount. If you go right now and try to book a time in March, which is the peak season for Phoenix because it's absolutely amazing, it'll be like $380. Well, I'm getting hotel blocks for $229 a night. It's just fantastic. So I'm super pumped about it. I want you to be there. Also, I want you to learn how to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 3377, and I will give that to you. Now, let's jump into today's show where I interview a fantastic expert at online business who has sites that help people how to create meals for themselves and their families on a budget. Her name is Erin Chase. She is fantastic. Let's do this. Erin, thank you so much for being on the Successfully Unemployed show. Hey, Dustin. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to chat today. So you have a great business. So how do you provide for yourself and your family without working that dead-end J-O-B? So I have been working uh, via the internet online for a little over 13 years and have a number of different revenue streams, mainly through um, our websites, um, it's evolved over the years. We have, we're very diversified revenue wise. So that is um, how I um, have provided income for our family for the last little bit. You have multiple sites, it sounds like. And I, I love how you have multiple ways of making money because, you know, if you just have one, what if it happens if that happens to get cut off? That's just a bummer. And so I love the idea of doing that. Now, what were you doing before you became successfully unemployed? And then how did you transition that to where you you got the guts to be able to just go full time? So I, before having kids, there's three phases here, I suppose. Before having kids, I was a teacher and school administrator. And then when my oldest son was born, I transitioned to like part-time school administrator. I was just kind of helping kind of in the back end. And then I was not working for a while, not bringing in revenue, because when you're a mother of small children, that is some hard work right there. So I don't want to discount. I don't want to discount that. But I was not bringing in revenue for probably about two years when my two oldest children were babies and toddlers. And so I guess technically I didn't quit a job to do this. I just created this out of nothing. So it's a little bit different. I am, have long time been successfully unemployed. And uh, I think a long time ago decided that I was unemployable. So (laughs) for the rest of my life, I think. Um, Oh, yeah, I hope. So I think that um, it's a little bit of a different scenario. Um, I probably like I would have maybe been teaching and then done switched over to doing this. Um, if, if I didn't have that little gap in there, that was partly because we moved and I had another baby and that situation is what drove us or drove me to start this, the need for more revenue, um, and not living paycheck to paycheck anymore is what 
I guess, drove me into this and drove me forward at the at the beginning. Plus, I just love doing it. So you have the uh, it's five dollar dinners. Is is it five dollars dinner dot com? Is that how it, yeah. how it is? Five dollar dinners dot com that, that... is the first of several websites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's terrific. And once you learn, if I found once you learn the formula to a successful company, an online company, you can really just duplicate. It's different content, but it's really the same type of stuff. So talk, walk me through if I were to create something that's online business. Actually, let's quickly overview of what five dollar dinner is, and then how do you make a revenue from teaching people how to save money on dinner? So $5 Dinners is really an online education place that people can come for recipes, cooking tutorials, hacks for meal planning, um, freezer cooking, all of that. And so it's really been um, kind of the hub of our, of the wheel of all the spokes that we have now. And it's a place that you can come to get a lot of free information. And then we also have a number of different online resources, courses, memberships, apps that we've developed over the years that just make some of those things easier to do. We want to make dinner easier. We want to make it more affordable. And so we've created a number of tools and resources that allow me to do that to the masses. Um, there's, uh, as you know, uh, there's only so much you can do one-on-one. I tapped out of that on like day two with how quickly everything, <laughs> how quickly everything grew. I'm not joking. Revenue-wise, it's ad- advertising revenue, advertising network revenue, plus course sales, plus sponsorships. I've been a spokesperson. I've done a ton of media uh, spokespersoning, spokes ladying, whatever. And so all of that is the, I, I would say those are the core pieces of the $5 dinners revenue. That's terrific. Now, when you're creating something like this, and I love how you mentioned that you were doing, basically sp- selling your time and in, in a sense where you're you're coaching people or you're, you're, making your time go with people. But now instead of doing coaching or instead of, you know, making your time go really relatively small amount of people, now you're broadening, broadening out to where you're reaching a lot of people, let's say memberships or courses and things like that. So talk to us about if we wanted to start something where it's an online business, could be whatever content, teaching somebody about, let's say real estate investing like I do, or how to cook dinner or whatever like the like that. What is the first step that, talk to me about the first step that we need to do. Is it literally figuring out there's a market there? Is it just creating a website? What do you think we should do if we see, we have a passion for something. Let's start moving forward with trying to make money online with that. Well, I think it's three things. It's passion, it's a problem, and it's the people, which is basic, I think, business 101 maybe. But you have to be passionate about this thing. I love cooking. I I think that shines through in all the content that we create. Um, whether it's a written recipe or a live stream video or an a po- audio podcast, even just like this. Um, so you have to be passionate about it. There has to be a problem. You have to solve some problem. For me, it's dinner's expensive and I cannot solve the problem that we have to eat every day, but I can help you make it easier, get more organized, make it cheaper. Um, so there are things that I can help around the kind of that what's for dinner, whether you're asking that to yourself or your kids are barking at you about that. So, and then the people, so you have to connect with the people. So that's, you know, you have to have the problem that you're solving. You need to be passionate about it or you're going to burn out real quick. And then you need to have enough people that have that same problem, the market you have to be able to. And then I guess the fourth is connecting all those things together, having a, a way to connect all those things together and then deliver, um, and communicate that with 
you know, back and forth with your people. That's great. But you and my wife would get along so well and she loves cooking too. And it's great because I hate cooking. And I'll, I'll tell you this quick story, Aaron, you'd appreciate this. So there was one week where my wife went with my kids early to, you know, vacation to see the in-laws. And I had to stay home by myself because I was working at the time. And I stayed home and I realized, oh my goodness, I'm going to be five days of having to cook for myself. I don't want to do that. So I devised a way for all of, I said, okay, I got to find five guy friends that I know that are married and figure out a way to eat dinner at their house because I don't want to cook. And so literally what I did was I I called them up. I said, hey, buddy, I know you got the ceiling fan you got to put in. How about I come over and help you out? Yeah, how about five, like 4.30-ish? I'll come over on 4.30 right after work. They're like, sure, come on over. And I'm there, they're working. And like, hey, dinner's ready. Hey, Dustin, you want to stay and eat? I'm like, oh, I don't want to impose. Yes, okay, thank you. (laughs) So I literally got every single night taken care of by my friend's wives. It was awesome. And then after everything was over, I told everybody my plan and they, they were happy to feed me, but it was, it was fun. And so I hate cooking. My wife does. And so, but the hard thing is once you have more kids, once you realize that money doesn't go very far, especially with all, a lot of costs going up now, it's going to be really even more tough. So once you realize that you have that passion for something, let's say it's cooking, let's say it's, I don't know, digging trenches. I don't know if somebody has a passion for that, whatever your passion is, is there a certain idea of how do we make sure that that passion can translate into other people's passion that I can coach them? Do you have any insights into doing that? I think it's that connection point. You just have to talk about it. And I, and I've certainly gone through the phases of like, I'm so tired of talking about this. Sorry, Aaron, too bad for you. You have to keep talking about this because people still have this problem and it's still up to you to and I, I think it's it's like a, I don't know, moral obligation is sounds strong, but it's like, this is my, not to say J-O-B, but it is my work to connect with these people. And so I need to be able to be willing to teach them over and over and over and over and over because they're only hearing it once or twice, whereas I'm saying it over and over. I don't think I really answered your question there, but <laughs> I think it's just putting it out there. Even if it's just on your, if you have a LinkedIn page or you have, you build a little website for, if it starts as a side hustle um, or just a little chat that goes back and forth on, you know, Facebook that then becomes a a private message group with a couple of people or it's becomes a, a room. I don't even know the new name. It was that app that everybody freaked out about at the beginning of this year. Um, oh, the I audio never got one. on. I, Clubhouse. Yeah, I was I on it for about. a minute and realized how much of a time suck it was. So I got, literally, I was on it for two days and left. I had a girl. Um, I never went on it. People kept saying, you got to get on it. I'm like, I'm not going to. Just like, what was the other one? There was one streaming one like a number of years ago. I can't remember what it was, but they were like, you got to get on this one. And then now you got to get in on this one. Like, oh, I'm Periscope. Fine. I'll just yeah. pass. Yeah. Periscope. There you go. That's what it was. I don't know where it's at now, but it's gone. It's gone. It is gone. I mean, it would have been for you. Like people, people, my people, my market was not on Clubhouse. So it would not, it did not make sense for me. And I just really got tired in the, even in the first two days of people saying, you just need to deliver value, deliver value, deliver value. I'm like, someone needs to make a drinking game out of that. Not that I endorse that. Anyway, sidetrack there. So yeah, I think it's just you have to figure out an avenue to connect with people, whatever that looks like. And it's it's evolved over the years as evidenced here. And I think that I think actually that's part of our success is that we've continued to evolve with the different platforms as the internet has evolved. You know, doing this for 13 years, I'm like the grandma in this space. And I think that that's but we've 
stayed relevant because we've stayed connected with people as as the trends shift, I guess. I think that's a wise. Yeah, like you're trying to you're trying to figure out who your people are that are going to be gravitating towards you and you need to figure out where they are first. And here's a suggestion from my my perspective. So, being a real estate investor and I coach people how to invest in real estate, I am an investor. So, I'm not just trying to say let me just figure out how to do this. I I'm in the spaces where there's other people who want to learn because I am part of that community. And so if you're a part of that community already, you would already know, like that question might come up in somebody's mind. Well, how do I find them? Well, if you're a part of that community already, because you are, you, that's, that's who you are, you should already know to find them. Okay, so let's say we're finding them. It seems like we need a website. Like everybody has a website. It's so easy to create a website. So why not do that? Then on top of that, let's say we created a website. Is there something else that we should jump into? Podcasting, YouTubing, or is just some sort of medium that we should also get on. Because I actually say this, Aaron, I hate Google. I hate trying to write articles that Google tried to pick up and then say, oh, you're ranking on this page. It's so irritating. One, one day it's it's like at number four in the list. And then the next day it's at letter 83. I'm like, what just happened? This is stupid. So what are your thoughts about being able to grab people by the content that you're putting out? And should we even be putting out content? Uh, yes, you need to be putting out content consistently because you need a touch point for people. You need that connection point. And I think that content is the way to do that, whether it's hacks or tips or resources or apps or whatever, even if it's just roundups or if it's this community that you're involved in, hey, come over here and join us in Discord or whatever. I think you need one. Well, I have all of them, so I shouldn't <laughs> say just one, but very first is email gathering, like whatever that looks like. Email is the only, the people's email addresses is the only thing that you, I don't want to say own, but it's the only thing you own. Google's algorithm is going to change. It's going to make you mad. Facebook's algorithm is going to make you mad. So is Pinterest. So is Instagram's. I mean, there, you don't own those. I know that Apple has caused a whole ton of issues in the last probably year and a half with different, the feeds not working right and not showing sh new shows. So then you're not connecting with your people. So I think that if I had to pick the first priority, it would be email addresses and just gathering email addresses, whatever that looks like. Um, and then communicating on the regular with your email newsletter. Um, because if you ever do have a new piece of content, a new course, a new place for your community to hang out. How are you going to connect best with those people? Email. Um, if you're going to sell anything, what's the best sales mechanism? Email. I will provide data for that upside down, left side, right side up, all the way around. Email is how you sell things on the internet. And so it's just the most effective and best way to do it. And I think it's because those people we've been chatting with all along are like our friends now. We're not on a first date anymore. We're like friends and I'm, let's be more than friends. Well, yeah, because you don't like, let's say somebody finds you, they give your email and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, give me $10,000. Like that's, that's like trying to jump hard into pass. bed really, really quick. Yeah. Hard yeah. Pass. Hard pass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. So let's say we're starting to grab emails. Actually, is there any tips that you can give me if I'm going to start grabbing emails? It seems like I it needs to be like reciprocal where I'm giving something in return or something like that. But why would they give me their email address? And then from there, how do I transition that to now start making money in the future from those email addresses? Well, there's a lot of different ways <laughs> things you can do. Uh, I think the most important thing is you need to give something of value to whoever it is you're going to continue communicating with. 
Um, and that's going to depend on whatever either your future sales offering is or just whatever your related content is. So you need to pick something in your niche that's relevant. So for us, it's meal planning printables. Sometimes it's budget-friendly recipes. Sometimes it's a weekly meal plan. Sometimes it's a freezer meal plan. It's not sometimes. We have all of those available as different kind of like opt-ins, I guess. And so that first value exchange needs, it kind of needs to go back to the problem and the passion and the person. Like that first exchange needs to also be aligned with whatever the future exchange will be at a, with, you know, a price tag attached to it. On top of that, we're starting to think of, okay, we're giving away free content. We're grabbing. Let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is not like any other conference out there. This is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors, teaching you how to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors. And because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RubeCon pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RubeCon pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your pass. Go to Rube rubcon.com r-e-w-b-c-o-n.com and use the promo code su20 or su20 to get 20 percent off of your rubcon pass gathering emails but now there are certain things that if you have been around for long enough you're past the point of starting out and just giving out free content like i'll give you an example now i've shifted in master passive income away from just giving away so much free content. Now it's going to be where you're going to have to pay to get there because now I've built up such a following that now it's like, okay, I don't need to have all this free stuff, so much free stuff out there. Now I can start putting it a little behind, let's say a membership or part of the coaching or something like that. What are some things that you have found recently that have helped you to retain customers or retain your people that, that are loyal to you and keep them coming back to buy more or spend more money with you and becoming a lifetime uh, customer, the value going up? So I think the first thing is, is it goes back to that value exchange. Like you have to make sure that you're over delivering. Um, and some people might say that, well, you're selling yourself short. Mm, I promise you, I'm not. <laughs> so you have to, you have to go that. Now, what you should create is going to be based off of two things, I think. One, asking your people what they need help with. So a survey of some kind, like, or just an email that says, reply back and let me know what your biggest challenge is related to real estate investing or related to dinner. And you will get flooded. You know, if your email people have been engaging with you up until this point. You'll get flooded with replies. And then you take those replies and be like, oh, I can create a five-step process or course or whatever to help with that. If this many people are having issues, imagine all the people who didn't reply to this that could be having issues. And so I think that you need to build products that your customers want, and then you need to survey them regularly. What else do you want? Okay. Now that we've gotten good at this, what's next in, in the, in the value ladder is a, a term that's used a lot in the online uh, business space. And what's next in that ladder 
And then how can you continue to reach both those existing customers, but also new customers with a secondary offering or a completely different offering, or uh, I call it like a sister offering. Our products are all kind of siblings, I guess, because uh, they don't really ladder stack on each other, but they're like siblings, I guess. They're really, yeah, they're related. They're, they're, in a, uh, yeah. They're, they're all together. my children. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And so you brought up a couple of things. So I definitely want to talk about apps and because that's something I have not even come close to even thinking about. So I definitely want to jump into that. But first, you brought up something that I definitely want to address is selling yourself short. Now, usually most people that get in the space of teaching or coaching or something in the online business, we put the price tag so low on everything. Like if you're going to give your way, you're thinking, Okay, I work my job and I make, let's say I make $30 an hour. Well, if I double that, make $60 an hour coaching for somebody online, that should be a good price. Well, maybe, maybe not. Tell me about how do you make sure you don't sell yourself short in this online business space? Well, for one, the market's going to dictate pricing to a certain extent. I think at this point with online businesses, there are enough products out there that if I tried to charge $37 a month for a meal plan membership, literally nobody would buy it because there's so many options available for 10, 12, 15, 17 a month. So unless there's, unless I'm mailing you something new every month to go along with this other sort of membership, there's just no way that's going to work. So price point is partly determined by what the market is willing to pay. And that's, you can see that with other related businesses. So you could look at, you could do like a competitive analysis and look and see what other people are pricing their potential products are. And then I think too, that it it's demand. Like if, and my husband has gone through this with his business recently, he's just, there's so much demand for his time that he has to bump up prices and there has literally been no pushback. And so people understand that for him, that's not a task that anybody wants to do in their business. So please just do it for me, even if it's $50 more a month. So $50 more a month per client times however many clients you have. Okay. But the demand it's, you know, so it's, I feel like it's a little bit dictated by your circumstances, I guess. Um, but also by the market and also by what type of service you're offering. I've also seen way bloated offers that I have either heard about and I didn't necessarily pay for it, um, but you pay for it and you're like, uh, what, what is, what did I just buy? Like, so there's always going to be a little bit of that too. So you really have to do a little bit of research to figure out. Okay. And then also just like, what do, what am I providing? Like, what is, if somebody invests $497 in me or this program or whatever, what are they going to get out of that? If they're going to turn around and make $25,000 because of what you told them, then maybe $500 isn't enough. <laughs> but you can't really know that until you put it out there and have you know people experience that. And so I think that there is a little, and I've seen this with other friends too, who have more of a coaching style business, less of a, I'm, I, I'm a business to consumer business. And so it's very different, very different from kind of those service providers that are charging a thousand dollars or $2,000 or $7,000. Like those are very real and they're very amazing. Um, but they incrementally got themselves to those higher price points because of what the market dictates, the value that people are getting, the investment on the return on investment that people are getting. And so it's, I think a little bit of 
market research plus experimenting. I mean, I don't know that there's any sort of magic formula for it, but yeah, that it's definitely, I think pricing is definitely the hardest. So definitely apps are something that I would like to talk about, but at the same time, there's also more things. So talk to me a little bit about your app and how you create an app that it like, how do you even, what's the first thought of like, is there a demand and can I provide something? Is it quick and easy? Like, what are your thoughts about creating an app for your customers? So the app has to be uh, differentiated, first of all, from anything else that's already out there. So for us, the freezer cooking app, there was not one when we released ours. It's been on the app store for, I think, about six years now. And there just wasn't one. And I, I actually built it to be an extension of the web version for our members. So it really is the, the mobile app is a value add to the web app and that membership program. And so I was able to build it because I had the cash flow from the membership. So it kind of, we launched without it with the, I don't want to say promise, but with the intention and we communicated that intention that we would have a mobile version of this at some point. And it was probably about four months later that we released the mobile app. That's great. And as you have that app, people can definitely find that's another way for people to find you. So that's really great. Now, tell me about running ads. And is it wise to run ads? Is it something that we have to do in our business? Or should we really do it with caution? Like, what are your thoughts about running ads to help people find us? I might have a little bit of a different take on it because I did not run ads for the first seven or eight years that we had the business going. So I would say yes and no. I've certainly seen people just go gangbusters on ads and then definitely make it back. But it's something that you have to track daily, multiple times a day to make sure that you're getting your return on ad spend. And so if you have a process built for that, um, then that's fantastic. If you have a kind of a price you're not willing to go over, then that's also really helpful. And so we have done a lot of lead gen revenue or lead gen ads in the past three years, probably. And we've had really great success with the lead gen. And then we use that email nurture and that back and forth communication via email to then do an offer from there. That's what's been most successful for us. Um, but you know, going back to email, the faster that you can build your email list, the faster you're going to have a pool of people to say, Hey, I have this program or this product or this course, this membership, you need to check it out. And so I do think that lead gen is a very affordable way to do paid advertising. Do you have to do it? Absolutely not. But you're going to have to be a little scrappier in some of your other like outreach or content marketing, social media marketing to then connect with those people. Uh, who are out there that don't know about you yet. You know, I think if I were to start today, given how advanced it is today, like Facebook ad manager didn't exist when I started this. It did not exist. So, so you know, if I were going to jump in right now, I would probably say a significant portion of any sort of profit that you have or any money that you have, like savings, if you were going to invest in a side hustle or something, yes, it's worth investing a couple, anywhere between 10 and $20 a day to jumpstart that like lead gen uh, cycle. The ad algorithms are so advanced nowadays as to if you tell them you want to find these people, they will find those people. And so even with all the tracking with Apple and everything, 
they're still doing a very good job of Facebook and Pinterest uh, are still doing a very good job of finding that person that needs that has the same problem as you or has the you know issue that your your program or product solves for people. So yes, I would say that reinvesting with paid advertising should be a slice of I guess budget uh, system process, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and we have a mutual friend named Jason Brown, and he I was talking to him recently. He said to me, "If you don't run ads, you don't have a business." I was like, what? What does that mean? So yeah, you don't have a business because if you're relying on, let's say, Google to send you traffic or podcasts or your YouTube, like you could literally be cut off of all of those and they can't find you anymore. If that happens, how are you going to get customers? Well, if you, they're always going to take money. They're going to be happy to take your money and bring that in. Facebook, YouTube, and all those, they'll be happy to take your money. So you need to be able to run ads. And that also helps your business grow faster. Like you said, all those people come into your business now. All right. Now you give us so much great advice, Aaron. Now let's jump into the rapid fire round. And the rapid fire round is where the questions are short, but your answers don't have to be. So the first question is with all this great advice you give us, there's probably something we miss. Is there any other insights that as we're creating an online business where we can be helping people in whatever way, is there anything we might've missed that we should, that I should have asked you or that we should know? You have to be consistent every day, show up somewhere, somehow, every day, or five days a week or whatever. I think consistency is not talked about enough in this space. Uh, You know that, I know you know that. And anybody who's been successful in the online space understands that consistency is important. I've seen people straight up just disappear from the internet for whatever reason. And it's like, oh, okay, well, and they try to come back and it's like pulling teeth to kind of get back to where you were. And so even whatever crisis, you know, I've this last year, I had our house flooded. My dad died in COVID in like three months. Took a little time off, but I kept showing up, even though I didn't feel like it, even though I was super sad, even though COVID made me stay in my house, like you still show up. Of course, there was, there was a, a real drag there. There definitely was, but still consistently. And, and actually a lot of that showing up was also not me. It was, it was people on our team who can keep the lights on. And so I think that consistency, whether it's you or your team is the only way to survive for any length of time, whether it's short or long on uh, working online. That's great. Okay. So next question is what's one bit of advice that you would give your younger self? More videos on YouTube from the beginning. So that would be creating more content, putting it on YouTube. Cause I mean, it, it seems like if you start sooner, the more sooner people will find you and you'll have longevity. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And it's searchable. It's a search engine. Um, and a lot of what we do cooking is highly searchable. And it is, it is the train that I missed. Do we still have a YouTube channel? Do we put stuff there? Yes. But it is, it has never been, uh, at least not recently in our top priority because other things are working really well for us. So we have found what has been working, but if I had to press rewind, I would have put up like a specifically created for YouTube piece of content once a week for the last 13 years. And then you'd be the the next uh, Rachel Ray or whoever the, the cooking people are. Oh, my wife likes the, um, there was this, I don't know, the country lady. I can't remember her name is, but anyways, uh, she does all this like backyard type cooking stuff and she loves all that stuff. So she watches all that stuff. So I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm doing video in other places now. So, um, shoppable shopping, shoppable videos is what our current focus is, which YouTube does not have right now. So there's that. Um, so anyways, 
yeah, we just have a slightly different focus, but uh, not to say that we won't ever get back to YouTube. We may. Got it, got it. Okay, so what is one nonfiction book or a couple nonfiction books that you would suggest we should look into and read? So the first thing that uh, one I thought of when, when you did tip me off on this one, I'm glad because I would have completely drawn a blank, um, was it's a Linda Finney, The Most Powerful Woman in the Room is You. Fabulous book. Um, I, I like to think of myself as already pretty confident, already, I don't know, put together, not every day, but most days. And it just was very insightful. Her experience, she... I won't tell you anything about it. So The Most Powerful Woman in the Room is You is really fantastic. I feel like I have read every single online entrepreneur book, or entrepreneurship book there is, business building books. I don't have a background in business. I don't have a BBA. I don't have an MBA. Um, so I've, I've been very um, hungry just in just any business book in general. So I, I literally could probably list off 100, but that is the one that I think that has had the most lasting impact on me as a human being and then me as somebody who can help people through the internet. I love that idea. So would it be okay for a guy to read it? I mean, is it probably pretty applicable? She's a fabulous storyteller and it's all about her. She worked for one of the auction houses in New York city. And so she's having to walk into these rooms and raise hundreds of millions of dollars because she's like the auctioneer and being a female doing that in a predominantly male space. Um, I think, yes, you could absolutely get something out of it. Man, Aaron, I know people are going to want to reach out to you and they're even hope. I know my wife is going to be checking out the $5 dinner. So how can people find you even reach out to you, even check out your app or anything like that? How can they find you online? So we have everything on the homepage of $5 dinners.com. So it's the five, the numeral and then dollar dinners.com is all spelled out. You'll, you can find the different like resources that we built out from the homepage. Of course we have the blog and the recipe index and things like that. So but pretty much all the main highlights um, of things that we've created and developed and that would you know, help you uh, or your wife <laughs> what, since you're going over to everybody's houses to eat. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that would be on the homepage of $5 donors. I don't, I have not really built out anything like business-wise, like the conversations like this. I have a, a little bit about like productivity and intentional living on my, on my podcast, um, which has now turned it, has morphed into a live stream show or live stream video show. So it's a little bit different now, but all of that you can find under the Aaron Chase show on the podcast players. It's, you'd have to go back a couple seasons, but <laughs> there's some of that productivity and just like life work, life balance. And how do, how do I do all this with four kids and you know, all that stuff. So you could find that there as well. That's great. Hey, Aaron, thank you so much for being on the successful unemployed show. You gave us so much great insight. So I really appreciate you. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders Membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's R-E-N-T-A-L 
833-733-7777 so you can see how you can quit your job, that J-O-B, by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties, and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Now, did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the Successfully Unemployed show? Well, I did record every single one of these for you. I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw. Everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in successfully unemployed, more than likely you're going to find me. So successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successfully Unemployed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successfully unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya. Let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is not like any other conference out there. This is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors, teaching you how to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors. And because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RubeCon pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RubeCon pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your pass. Go to RubeCon.com, R-E-W-B-C, and use the promo code SU20 or SU20 to get 20% off of your RubeCon pass. Let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is not like any other conference out there. This is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors, teaching you how to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors. And because you are a part of the Successfully Unemployed podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RubeCon pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RubeCon pass. Use the promo code SU20 or SU20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your pass. Go to RubeCon.com, R-E-W-B-C, com and use the promo code SU20 or SU20 to get 20% off of your Rubicon pass.